Okay. That was page 830-something for me. 838 for me. Everybody got it? Yeah. Okay. Bhaktiamal Mabhijanati Yawan Yas Chas Tatwataha Tato Mam Tatwato Yatwa Vishate Tat Anantaram one, who one can understand me as I am, as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, only by devotional service. And when one is in full consciousness of me by such devotion, he can enter into the kingdom of God. So, Srila Prabhupada says in the purport, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, in his plenary portions, cannot be understood by mental speculation, nor by non-devotees, if anyone wants to understand the personality of Godhead, he has to take to pure devotional service under the guidance of a pure devotee. Otherwise, the truth of the Supreme Personality of Godhead will always be hidden. As already stated in Bhagavad Gita 7.25, Naham Sarvasya, he is not revealed to everyone. No one can understand God simply by erudite scholarship or mental speculation. Only one who is actually engaged in Krishna consciousness and devotional service can understand what Krishna is. University degrees are not helpful. So I'm going to pause just for a minute and talk about that first paragraph. So Prabhupada says the university degree doesn't help you. Go back to Godhead. You can learn something. Is it working? <laughs> that helps. So you can learn so much, but what does it give you? Does it take you back to Godhead? You see, you can learn to be a PhD in whatever field you choose, and that may help you in so many different material pursuits. But as far as going back home, back to Godhead, that doesn't help you. You see. Now, it could be argued, but if I get my PhD and I get my degree from the university, I've learned how to study. You see, uh, in the business world, what people really are looking for when someone completes a degree is they want to see that you can do something. You know, typically, uh, it's nice for, it's not for a doctor or something or an attorney, it might be different, but typically, like in a marketing degree, they don't care what you learned. They care that you learned it. You had the discipline to learn it. And the first thing they tell you, I was, uh, I was director of marketing and vice president of sales for big corporations, and I used to tell people that come with their MBAs, I would say, this is very wonderful, you have this MBA. I didn't have a day of college. I've never had, you know, but somehow or other, I'm here and you're there. So first thing I want you to do is forget everything they've taught you. Because now we're going to teach you how to how, what happens on the street in the real world. This is how we really do it. You've got textbook knowledge. That's really nice. But here's how we do it. This is what works. You see. So, um, so people study and they they learn so many things. But unless you have the the, the proper direction from uh, someone who can really guide you into how it really should all work or someone who has realization, you see. I know what it says, I know what the book says. I can memorize it, I can quote it. You know, it's like Prabhupada once said that you could teach a parrot to chant Hare Krishna. 
But when the cat comes to get him, he doesn't say Hare Krishna, he says, Ah! <laughs> you see? I can memorize and quote and go on, but can I live it? To live it, you have to have direction from someone who is. You see? To get it into practical use. How does this apply to me? How, how will I use this to achieve pure devotional service? To become a pure devotee myself? You see? So, sometimes many people, uh, uh, well right now there's a movement, I won't mention their name, but there's a movement who feels that they can go directly to Srila Prabhupada. I don't need this con, I don't need no stinking leadership. You know, I go direct, I can read Prabhupada's books, and I chant Hare Krishna's, that's all I need. Does, um, does Prabhupada say that? Is that what he says in here? I didn't see that, did you? I can read it again. I don't think it's there. He didn't say that. I, I argued with some of the people in, in this um, particular <laughs> following. I don't want to say the name. It's just contaminating to say it. And uh, who claim, well, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a disciple of Prabhupada. Oh, really? Well, how old are you? 27. Well, you weren't on the planet before Prabhupada left, you know. Well, I'm a disciple of him. They believe they can become initiated by Prabhupada. Now, and I say, well, why not, why not, why not go to Bhakti Vinod Thakur? Why not take him as your guru? Whoa, wait! Why not go all the way back to the six Goswami? Wait, wait! Why not, why not Mahaprabhu? If you can do that, why not go to Mahaprabhu? Why not go to Krishna? Why are you stopping there? Well, it looks like it's, it makes me look more uh, advanced if I say that, you know. So I feel like I'm above the rest of these people. So, so many people want to uh, say that they're uh, a disciple of this one or a disciple of that one. I've had people tell me that they were a disciple of Bhakti Vinod Thakur. I've had people say that. One of my god brothers, before Prabhupada left, left ISKCON, and I saw him a few years later, and he was a very nice devotee, Really good uh, chanting, very good, uh, incredible. And uh, he left Discon, and I saw him a few years later at Rathiatra in L.A. And I say, what are you, what are you up to now? He says, I'm a disciple of Bhakti Vinod Thakur. So he jumped over Prabhupada, jumped over Bhakti Siddhanta, and went to Bhakti Vinod Thakur. You see, just thinking. So what I'm saying. The point I'm making with all this babble is what does that have to do with pure devotional service? You see? We get devotional service not by having some degree, but only when, when one is actually engaged in Krishna consciousness as a devotional, uh, and devotional service can, be, uh, can one understand Krishna as he is. So, this devotional service means uh, devotional. You see? In other words, I don't just say, uh, uh, it's just like, you know, I'm going to say, uh, you know, Colleen, I'm going, to, I'm going to come over this weekend and paint your house purple. It's my favorite color. Way do you see it? You're going to love it. I got lots of it. I got it on sale. And it's, oh, you're going to, you know, well, you may think, well, that's kind of nice. Uh, first of all, my house doesn't really need painting. And uh, I don't know if I really like purple. Well, I've got some red 
you know, I'm going to paint your house red. You see? Hold everything here, you know? I don't even know if I want anybody to paint my house. Uh, rather than saying, my dear Colleen, how can I serve you? What can I do for you? I, I, I care for you so much that I just, because I love you, I want to do something for you. And you're like, no, I don't really. No, please, please, let me do well, my house needs painting. Oh, really? What's your favorite color? You see what I mean? When is convenient for you? This weekend? Monday? Wednesday? You see what I mean? I'm trying to do for you. That's devotional service. Not that I tell you what I'm going to do for you. It's like you come over to my house and, uh, and, and I bring you a hot cup of tea. Because I like hot I like this tea. I've got this favorite tea. It's 100 degrees outside, but I'm bringing you a hot cup of tea. <laughs> you see, I didn't ask you what you wanted. But what's wrong with bringing someone a hot cup of tea? Well, I, it's good tea. I like it. I, I, paid, I paid a lot of money for it. I want you to have it. I want to do this for you. That's not devotional service. You see what I mean? Devotional service is, my dear Lord, how may I, please engage me in your loving devotional service. How may I serve you? What may I do for you? You see. So, uh, to keep us from speculating how to serve Krishna, we approach someone who can direct us, a person, a personality. Because this is a personal movement, you see. We're, uh, we're not uh, impersonalists. We're not mayabadis. You see, we are personalists. Personalist means we are uh, we have the ability to identify on a personal basis and to exchange love, loving relationships. You see, I, I, it's not that I just read Prabhupada's books and then I do. That's okay. That's very nice, but it's not what Prabhupada. He doesn't want us to, to stop there. He doesn't want somebody to just do like that. That was never in any of his instruction. See. Now there was one time when he when he told uh, this one devotee, this one god brother of mine, he's deceased now, he told him this one god brother didn't like to read Prophet's books. He didn't. And uh, he just wouldn't. He read a little bit. And, and so Prabhupada said to him, uh, uh, well, if you can just remember what I say, can you do that? And he said, yes. And Prabhupada told him, uh, this, this devotee said this on his deathbed when he was dying. Prabhupada told him, I will speak to you after I'm gone. Will you listen? I'll speak. Will you listen? And he said, yes, Prabhupada, I'll listen. Well, he didn't listen. He didn't listen. <laughs> and he was out on his own. He was a... Uh, he became a maverick. And, and, you know, it ended up his last few days, his last few minutes were not very happy. He felt like, I, I just blew it. And all the devotees gathered around and said, no, no, you're, you're ending properly. We're chanting Hare Krishna, so the, the end is good. You know, you had some problems, but it's okay. You see. So, Prabhupada was very, uh, he pushed this point very good, uh, that he wanted us to work together personally. And he, he said many times that you either become a leader 
That's very good. Or align yourself behind a leader. It's A or B. There is no C. There is no D. Become a leader or align yourself behind a leader. Now that doesn't mean go someplace where there is a leader and try to be another leader and interfere with that leader. No. So typically, uh, um, if you become a good leader, we'll put you in leadership somewhere. Maybe not right there. We won't kick one leader out and put you in. But there's we need leaders. As a matter of fact, in February of uh, 2014, next year, we're going to have the ISKCON Leadership Sangha. We're going to invite people, for all the devotees from around the world, as many as want to come, to come and, and to train up to become leaders. We need leaders. We need them badly. We're not trying to hoard the leadership. You know, so many of the older people don't want to lead. I don't want to be a leader. <clears throat> I'm just a preacher. I'm a, I'm a nothing and a nobody. I have no position. I just go and speak. I don't lead. You know, sometimes I get asked for advice and I may give it, but I really would, I'd, I'd like for you guys take it over. Take the football and run with it. Let me know. Let me know if I can help, but take it and make it happen. Because we're all going to die anyway, and you're going to end up with a movement. It's going to be in your pocket. You're going to have the responsibility, so let's get with it now. But that doesn't mean take off on a tangent. Training a leader means that we're going to train you on thinking of what Prabhupada says and living what Prabhupada says and, and following in the footsteps of the previous acharyas. You see. If you come up with some new ideas, that's okay, but don't abandon uh, this pure devotional service of trying to serve Krishna the way Krishna wants to be served. You see. And we do that by following authority. There's a paper. Have you read this uh, this paper, the uh, Iskand parallel parallel lines of authority. It's. Uh, I was going to read it last time I was here, but I thought that they were going to fine tune it a little bit. You know, Guprasad Mara says, "Well, we're, we've got one more little more thing we're going to rework, and then we're going." So I think it's ready now. Well, maybe we'll go through that someday. But the pa parallel lines of authority means that. Uh, everyone in ISKCON is under authority, whether you're a guru. Uh, I just went to a guru sannyas seminar in Mayapur this, earlier this year where we were stressing that, that no matter who you are, uh, my dear Maharajas and Prabhus, we're all under the authority of the GBC. And that's the instruction of Srila Prabhupada. So uh, if we consider ourselves a member of ISKCON, then we're under the authority. We accept the succession as it comes down, you see. The Parampara. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Parampara, yeah. And that allows us to maintain the purity of our devotion to Krishna through the disciplic succession. Yeah, and why follow this disciplic succession? Why can't I do my own? Because then we will be lost. I've been chanting for and 20 years. Right, but, but it's the relationship. It's the it's the it's the relationship that we have not only to Krishna but to the devotees. But don't you think after twenty years I've got some pretty doggone good ideas? Um, yeah, I'm sure that you do, but you can utilize those ideas within your relationship to Guru. As long as Guru by by praying and seeking constant guidance. Yeah. 
through japa and through actual prayers. Yeah. And then you'll know whether your ideas are good. And bouncing it off those who are your shikshas. We should have many shiksha gurus. You know. Not only should we say, well, no, Prabhupada's my guru. Although I wasn't even on the planet when he was here, but he's my guru. Well, no, he's not. Okay, he's my shiksha guru. All right, who is he? But who do you answer to? Well, I have nobody answered Prabhupada. That's bogus. That's nowhere, nowhere is that. That's just nowhere. Although there is some attempt. Hare Krishna, how are you? Hare Krishna, Good to well, see you. you. How are you? You see. So, uh, I don't make an important move, even many unimportant moves, without talking to uh, three, four, five of my uh, Shikshu gurus, my guru god brothers, sannyasi god brothers. You know, I talk with them and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? And they may say time and time again, well, you, you know what's best, but I want your opinion. I think you're right. You should do that. Or uh, maybe you should, but maybe you also should consider this. And I think, ooh, I didn't see that wrinkle. Oh, man, Maharaj, I'm so glad I talked to you because if I had gone that way, it looked good. He said, it looked good. When I first heard you say that, sounded like a good plan. But then there's one little possibility, and I think, yeah, 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 you're right. I'm, I'm going to do it that way. Thank you so much. You see. And then maybe get it from someone else. And you think, okay, now I'm going to make this decision. Now I know. I feel now I have Prabhupada behind me. You see. Although I'm his direct disciple, why can't I just say, Prabhupada, if you don't want me to do this, uh, show me a sign. Make the sky purple. You know. Crack the earth if you don't want me to do this. Or send a, a, a yellow raven at my door. <laughs> and he doesn't do it, so that Prabhupada blessed it. You know, I don't feel, and I, I didn't do that when Prabhupada was on the planet, and I don't do it now that he's gone. Just pull it out of my sleeve like that. Now, if it's a choice between going uh, to Tennessee by going through Dallas or uh, San Antonio, I might, I might make that decision myself. And then I'll say, well, wait a minute. I'll take out my phone, I punch us in. Oh, Group of Marsh, please some home basis. I'll go to Chicago. Hey, listen, do you need me in San Antonio? Why do you ask? Well, I'm going to go, and I was thinking to Dallas, and he says, well, look, you know, there's a lot of people going through Dallas. Why don't you go through San Antonio, spend some time with the boys there? And I'd really, really like you to go spend more time in Houston. So if you go through San Antonio on your way to Tennessee, I know it's a long way out of your way, but then you can go to spend some time in, in Houston and enthuse the devotees there, and then you make your way back east. Oh, okay. Thank you. Now I feel more like I'm doing what Shula Prabhupada wants me to do. I'm trying my best to perform devotional service. I'd rather go out of El Paso, 180 miles to Van Horn, just past Van Horn, and pick up I-20 and head through Dallas. Stay over in Dallas and then go on, go on through Arkansas, stopping in there and go on to Tennessee. It's shorter, and I can preach along the way. But I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, the guys in San Antonio, that's you're right, you know, that makes sense. And I have Pramashamasunder in, in Houston that I would spend more time there. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so glad that I called you. you know. And while you're at it, if, when you leave San Antonio, I'm going to be down in, uh, in Harlingen 
why don't you come by my house and I'll spend a few days? Okay, Marash. So I'm going way out of my way. I'm going all the way down to the Rio Grande Valley now. I'm going down to the tip of Texas. Just to associate with Marash. See? And then go up to Houston and then on. So like that. Now what do I get? I spend a lot more money in gas and I have a lot more nectar and bliss. <laughs> but if I'd listened to me, I'd have headed right, right past Van Horn, picked up I-20, got off I-10, and I would have gone that way. And that would have made a lot of sense. I could have defended that decision, and anybody would say, yeah, okay, that was okay to go. It was okay, not first class, you see. Anyway, I do, it's probably not going to be first class anyway, but I can get closer to first class if I, if I do like that. You see the, yeah. you see the mindset, you know? I'm a part of this machine. If, if you're, an, in, if you're an, uh, an intake valve and an engine and you decide you're not going to open, or you're going to open at a different time, you throw the whole engine off. But the engine runs in perfect time when all the parts work, at, work together. And there's this timing situation set up when the spark plugs fire and the intake valves open, the exhaust valves open, and everything's spinning around. You know, it's just, it's all working nicely or else you notice it. It's just, it starts to vibrate, you know. But when it's like zoom, that means it's all working together. So that's what we need in our movement. We need harmonious working together. That's devotional service when we're, we're performing. Yes, Mother? Um, so Krishna says that we should do our own duty and not another's duty? Yeah. Because we all have our own natures and our own qualities that Krishna's given us. So what should a devotee do if they're not being engaged according to their nature by their authority? That's a good question. Uh, sometimes we may get in a situation where the authorities may not be very good at, at, at engaging you properly. In other words, they may not be dealing with you on a personal level. I'm not saying this is rampant, but it can happen. I've seen it happen. To where they start to deal with you on an impersonal level. That doesn't mean that they don't see you as, uh, as a personality or that you're going to go merge in an impersonal, uh, impersonal Brahman. But they're not dealing with you according to your uh, Shakti that Krishna gave you. They're not using that. Now, on a short-term basis, sometimes... Uh, you go someplace and you may be good at something, but they need something else. And, hey, Prabhu, can you help me? Okay, sure. But if it's continuously they're engaging you, that's probably not the place for you to be. You need a personal relationship. And it's not difficult. I don't think it is. I'm no genius and I'm, I'm, I'm no expert. But I can tell when I'm a short, with somebody for a short time pretty much what Shakti Krishna has given them and what gift they can offer to the movement and figure out how to, I mean, it's just simple math, really. If I'm thinking personally, you see, how to engage that person. So sometimes because of heavy management load, uh, the managers become weary, they're covered up, they don't have enough people to go around. Maybe it's not an excuse that good. Maybe it's, I don't know, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say, but maybe they're having some trouble, some spiritual difficulty, and they just can't personally connect with you, you see. Personally connect means to, to
to recognize you as a personality, as an individual that Krishna has enthused through his devotees to serve him. And so now you've been placed in my care as some leader or authority to engage you according to your propensity. You see? And, and by that, I've got to get to know you. I don't think it takes a lot of time. Maybe from some other people it does. I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't want to criticize. But it seems like it's usually pretty easy to figure out what someone has to offer. <clears throat> uh, and it, it pretty, usually it's, it's, it's very nice. What they bring to offer is very nice. You know. Uh, so, Sometimes a good leader who on a personal level can see qualities in you that you haven't seen, you see. And uh, I mean, I, I'm, for myself, I have a, I always had a tendency to be uh, an introvert. You know, I didn't really like, I would, I would just, would rather be my, by myself when I was, with a few people around, but not, you know, whenever I got away from the, uh, the business scene, I wanted to get quiet, you know. And so a couple of friends maybe, but not, all, but not all the time. Not always people around, you see. But uh, from the get-go, uh, and I didn't want to manage anything. From the get-go, when I was a bhakta, uh, I was engaged in management right away. And I didn't want it, but they kept asking me questions. Jamal Krishna Maharaj and Vishnu John Maharaj and <clears throat> they would say, hey, we're going to do this. What do you think? Because I was in business and I had some training and some knowledge and experience. And I was, uh, you know, most people that joined didn't have that or as much. So I'd say, well, you know, I'd be thinking, eh, yeah. so I said, well, I think, uh, all right, I think it should be this way. Oh, okay. Did you think of that, Maharaj? No, Maharaj. I didn't. That's very good. Let's do that. You know, so after a while, it, it just became you know, and then, you know, I was temple president of three temples before I was initiated. <laughs> I was a guy I didn't want to manage. I did not want to manage. You know, I just wanted to chant, do my thing, go home, turn it off, and check it at the door. That's what I wanted to do. So uh, it always kept coming up. You know, and uh, we we really need you. I'm a I'm a sucker for that. When somebody that I trust says it would really need you, then I'm thinking, all right, so in other words, I hear Krishna and Shri Prabhupada saying, we need you. So you're telling me. I, I, I'm, I'm wanting to be engaged in pure loving devotional service and Krishna speaking through the mouths of my authorities. We need you. We really need you to, to help us here. So in other words, you're telling me what you what you need, what you want. So after a while, I I changed. I became uh, a more, much more of an outgoing person. Uh, uh, you know, I, I have a tendency, and I hope I don't I've never offend people because from from my early twenties, I've been in charge of stuff, big stuff, used a lot of times for making big decisions. So I have a tendency to be a little bossy. I just tell people, all right, this, we're going to do this. I'm, I'm just used to doing it. And then I, sometimes I think, well, yeah, 
right, what do you think about doing this instead? I'm trying to to change that, you know. So I, all right, all right, you go do this and you meet me at two o'clock, okay? Take the blue van, okay, not the red one because that one's having the oil change today, and I need you to take the red one and have the oil change, okay? You got that, okay? So and I need you to go out with him and go over to the the Walmart over there, you know, not the one on that street, but the one over there, okay? All right, Hare Krishna, I'll see you tonight. You know, we'll get together for Bhagavatam class. That was my life, so I have a tendency to tell people to do things sometimes, so I don't I don't like that, but it's just been, you know. It seems like there's different styles of authority and not styles like to take charge, and it's actually, if people have find the confidence within themselves to receive that type of leadership, it's really a wonderful thing because it gives us so much more time to be in Kirtan, to be doing what we need to do when you discharge. Well, but, now that's a good point. We yeah. have to have the confidence yeah, to do that. Now, that. her question, for you to have the confidence, you need to be engaged by somebody who is ha having a personal relationship and with you. Trust. And trust, love and trust. A personal relationship, you know, and I had a loving personal relationship, personal relationship of loving, love and trust, with people that that were I, were my mentors, you see, and so they they saw what I wanted to do, and they also saw what I could do, and they wanted to extract that to offer it to Prabhupada. So by, it wasn't forcibly, but they had this loving personal relationship and they were able to turn the tide and get me used to doing something else, you see. And still being me, didn't change, you know, my personality was pretty much the same, I just learned how to be a leader. Not that I ever wanted to, you see. But, but some people, the, the leader has to engage you personally. They have to care for you. What about asking, like, if you feel that you're not being engaged to your to your real um, connection with Krishna or your constitution, then should you maybe say to whoever's leading you, you know, I feel I'm so thankful for my service and my engagement, but I feel like I really need to be, you know, doing this, or or I don't know what it is, but I want you to help me find. Yeah, you know, and, and that may not work. So sometimes the devotee says, well, you know, maybe it's best that we go someplace else. You know, so I'm, I'm going to go, you know, to another. So you talk to another leader, and they say, hey, we could use you here. You know, come here. We can engage you here. That'd be wonderful. So you go there, and it doesn't. And they have a similar situation. And you go, ah, here we go again. You know, so then you find yourself in another place. If you get in a series of these, we have to do the old check. And this is psychology talking. Like, you know, this is the science of the of the workings of the human mind. We have to say, wait a minute, are all these people wrong? What are the odds? I could say here and say, well, yeah, but wait a minute. I gotta take my temperature here. I could be making some mistakes. There's maybe something about me that's messing these things up, you see? Because it's not likely that one after the other after the other is gonna be misdirecting or misdirecting. That's not likely, you see? It's not likely in this movement. Now some people will say, no, no, it's, it's really not, you 
see. So sometimes we have to ask, honestly, we have to say to ourselves, could this be me? It's probably best if we don't put the book on the floor. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so we have to we have to see. Is it is it me? Some many times I've uh, I've asked myself that question, and a lot of the time, most of the time, I've come up with the answer: Yes, it's you. You're so stubborn. When people tell you that you're stubborn, it's true. You always think you're right. So yes, it was you. That's a little bit though, but I could have handled it differently. It's okay. It doesn't wreck your self-image to look back and say, no, I shouldn't have done that, or I should have given that much more time, or I should have done, you know. It's okay. And learn and go forward. Fix it. You know, repair it. Go forward. And over time, these things stop happening. After a while, believe me, it all goes away. You don't make, you don't make, uh, you, you, you've trained yourself. You know, all of a sudden now your thinking is very clear. You know, I practically never, when I call my, my godbrothers, the, um, my seniors that I consider my mentors, practically never have them say, oh, hey, that's stupid. Don't do that. That's just absolutely not Well, I don't want to say that. That's a good idea. Well, wow, that's great. Can you come and do it in my zone? Well, I'll try, but you know, my, yeah, I know you're busy, but hey, if you can, you know, hey, you know, if, if you get some time, you ever thought about coming to Africa? You could spend, instead of spending four or five months in India, you could spend like maybe a month in India, three months in Africa, couldn't you? Um, all right, sure. yeah, I know. Well, you just come and visit, you know. Let's try that here. That's a good idea, you see. But, you know, the mind gets trained after a while to, to think. Uh, because we start to think, I'm okay. I don't have to worry about me, you see. I, I want to do for Prabhupada's movement. And I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm happy. I've got devotional service. And now let me let me purify that as much as I can. Let me filter out the I be mine, you see. As much as possible, we want to extract that. Sri Prabhupada said that the biggest poison, what is it? What did Prabhupada say is the biggest poison to your devotional development? Personal, right? Oh, yeah, well, personal, your own personal. Self-absorption. Yes, self-interest. Self Those are the words he used. I've got the quote, I've got it on my Facebook, put it up there. The enemy is self-interest. Now that sounds, that rubs the, the materialist the wrong way. You know, somebody in the material world is going to say, what are you talking about? I gotta be. I gotta be looking out for me. If I don't look out for me, who's gonna? You don't take care of yourself. Who's gonna take care of you? You know. So, uh, but if we can surrender to Krishna, we give up self-interest. When we surrender to Guru, when we when we take initiation, we have let we we should have let self-interest go. But we can't right away. We have to go on year after year and let go a little bit by little bit, by little bit, until we find ourselves without that impediment of self-interest. 
So, okay, you want me to do this service, and in my mind I'm thinking, so what's in it for me? You know, what do I get out of this? <coughs> to the point where, <coughs> would that make you happy? You really want me to come to Africa? Oh, boy, <coughs> I, I really would like, I promise that I will. I don't know when, but as soon as I get time, and yes, I will cut my Indian trips short to come to India, I mean to Africa. Oh, thank you so much. I don't want to go to Africa. <laughs> it's not, was not anywhere on the list of my top 10,000 things to do. It just didn't <laughs> make it, you know. It's not on that, what do they call it? The, the bucket list. It's not on my bucket list, you know. Want to do it, but I want to do it because John Waitaswamy is, is just really would. Oh, it would be wonderful if you would come. You know, if you would just come. He invited us to go to Africa <laughs> when we were leaving Gainesville to travel and try to find a home. Yeah. So you can always come to Africa. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't speak Swahili. She speaks Swahili. Do you speak Swahili? No kidding. Man, how many languages do you speak? Um, I, well, not fluently, but I, I speak four. Four? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's wonderful. Which, what four? English, Spanish, French, and Swahili. How do you learn Swahili? At college. I no did, kidding. I studied African politics. So then I, you should go to Africa. I, well, I went there. We'll see if Gopal wants to go. Did you speak the Swahili's? No. Yeah, I was there in a, in a language. I did, I did study around there to Tanzania. Oh. Yeah, so I told Maraj, I said, yeah, I'll go and I'll come. When will you be there? He said, it's not necessary. He said, I want your association, but we associate so much in Mayapur, and, and I come to the U.S. and we always associate, but it's not necessary that I be there. He said, it would be wonderful if you could come when I'm not there. Because I said, it looks like the only time I can come is when you're leaving, you know, for my time. He said, but if you come when I'm not there, then he said, if we're there together, we get to associate. But we're going to be together. Because I'm going to want you to be with me. But if I can do my service there and then go somewhere else, then, then you come. It's like I didn't leave. You see? Because you'll be there. So... It doesn't have to be when I'm there. That would be wonderful. It doesn't have to be. So I thought, oh, well, I don't want to go to Africa without him there. Okay, you know, so it, it pleases you. Then I, then I find it attractive. You see. So, so that's that. That's the uh, attempt at, at per, uh, performing this devotional service. So yes, Paul. I was just thinking. It's really. So Krishna's arrangement that you're speaking about the subject matter and listening to this right now, this, this has a lot to do with what's going on in my life right now. Uh -huh. Like over the last year, year and a half, we've been traveling, going from temple, and we were we would go to this place thinking, oh, this would be nice, we could live here, help out, but you know, then we end up leaving and we go over to this temple, let's, oh, let's help out, this devotee here is trying to revive this temple, and then the whole place, everyone leaves, and also be and then we end up here in Tucson. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's interesting because I've realized over this last year, like what I'm looking for is that relationship with senior 
brother disciple, that connection, that family. That when I joined, I had, I had, um, I was part of the team. Yeah. We had a mission that was in line with Shiva Prabhupada's mission, and a specified mission. A specified mission. It yeah. was very clear. It was transparent when the guru was speaking. It was like we knew what to do. We were all part of the same family. We were a tight unit. We were working as a, a functioning machine. Yeah. And I've been looking for that, and I haven't been able to find it. So that's actually what I'm looking for, is to be a part of And even if I have to go to something that's like half dead and, and have to stick it out and revive it, I've been looking for that mission that, you know, here, go, I want you to be, here's your position, stay here, do this. And, and that's what I've been looking for. Yeah. And I realize now that first I need to develop, I need to cry out for that and say, hey, I want to help. Yeah, and there may be another step that I've learned along the way that I don't know if anybody taught me or if I just realized it or, or Prabhupada just put it in my brain. But uh, sometimes you have to go and, and, and be the change that you want right. to happen. You exactly. go and you be it. Yeah. And, and people align. You know, if it's a situation uh, that, you, that needs a tweak or two and, and you think that may not fit, I, I've had that happen to me. And if you develop that frame of mind, mm. not that I'm going to go in and, and, and start to find fault. Sometimes, yeah. you know, their devotees will come and uh, I know that just about any temple, mm -hmm. and some of the really nice, nice temples with their devotees, you'll say, uh, they'll say, where, you been? Where, where, where were you lately? Oh, I was in this temple. Oh, yeah, that's really dry there, you know. Yeah. What? They've got it really happening. Oh, well, you know, I was there and it was a, you know, only... Only six people came to one large team. Well, were you one of them? Well, I started out, but I just gave up. So, in other words, you weren't one of the six people. Okay, so, in other words, you were part of the problem. Okay, I understand. I see where we're going with this. You start part, part of the solution. And even if you're the only person that goes to one large you're there. You're there. You see? And people might say, wow, this guy's there every day, maybe maybe I should go, you see. Uh, so you can go and, and, and slice off a piece of the service and, and own it. You let it let it become yours. You were mentioning like Vishnu John, Small Christian Maharaj, um, asking you, hey, we need you, and you yeah. feel this, that you are here needed. And I was just, it made me think of Srila Prabhupada like that was, he has such a huge mission accomplish and he needed everyone and even if somebody wasn't fully accepted, you would engage them and I was thinking what a quality that is to be so compassionate to reach out to people and I was wondering about now modern day ISKCON like what is our overall mission and how do we I know Vaisheshwar talks about the Sankirtan mission where there's so much room for service in there that everyone can be engaged yeah it just seems like there has to be a well let me let me answer his uh, yeah, uh, now um, the mission really is the same. It hasn't changed. You know, Mahaprabhu started this thing spinning, and uh, all the disciplic succession then have put it have spun it more. You know, so Shiva Prabhupada spun it around the world and made it very clear. Here's what we. Here's what we're all about. We're we're here to save the fallen conditioned souls. We need to offer this Krishna consciousness to everyone and do not discriminate. It's like when you're distributing books, you don't say, 
there's a guy coming here. He looks like he'll buy. That guy over there looks like he won't. Yeah, hit them all. Because you don't know. You know I found that to be true. I don't know. I just offered it to everybody. So, uh, we fall in with how can I contribute to the preaching? Not how can I find a nice home or a nice place to stay, uh, you know, a nice room, a nice environment. Uh, I want to be in a place that I like, you know. So here we go, self-interest. You know, I'm not fond of the desert. I never was fond of the desert, you know. I like mountains and hardwood trees. I'm not even fond of pines. I like hardwood trees, you know. And I've lived in places and served in places that had that, and I loved it. You know, four seasons, a little bit of snow in the winter, but not too much. Warm in the summer, but not too hot. A beautiful spring with flowers in the trees. A gorgeous fall with colors galore. Where's that? Where's that? Tennessee, North Carolina, up through Virginia, Pennsylvania. Of course, it's a little colder. But, you know, northern Georgia, a lot of parts, and there's others too. So, uh, but then, you know, uh, 1978, after Prabhupada left, uh, Tamal Krishna Maharaj was given a zone which included Texas. And he wanted to, in Dallas, he wanted to start a householder community. And I was one of the first, if not the first, independent householder, somebody who worked a job and, and gave money you know, and distributed books and, and preached in a temple in my house. And I did the whole thing. And so, and I, I, I had told him that I think this is the future of the movement. And he said, yes, you're right. And he spoke with Prabhupada and Prabhupada said, yes, that is right. That's where we want to go. So we don't want the brahmacharis supporting the Brihastas forever. So, uh, in 1978, after Prabhupada left, uh, he came, he called me up and said, look, uh, I'd like to come and see you. I was in Tennessee at the time. I'd been up in uh, Gita Nagari, uh, half my time at Gita Nagari, half my time at the New York Temple, back and forth. You know, weekends in New York, and week at the farm. You know, I thought it was just wonderful. And here I, I went back to Tennessee to, to preach there, and uh, had a lot of, you know, a lot of people who had become devotees. You know, I just made a lot of devotees, and they were all the kind of people that I told him I thought we could make, not just people in college. You know, not just hippies, middle-class Americans that have careers, college degrees, and have and are, and are well on their way. They're making good money. These people can become devotees. He said, "Show me." So I, I, I did. I, I offered Krishna consciousness to these people. They accepted it. They became devotees, good devotees, and they're still devotees today. But he came to me and said. Uh, I really need your help. I, mean, I really need so He needed me to go to Gita He needed me to be instrumental in, in helping to manage Radha He needed me to open a warehouse. He needed, and every time I did it, and I felt good, and it, and it was good. It was all good. He said, I need you to do this because there's nothing in Dallas. We have this big temple, beautiful deities, and I've got a plan. We need this Grihasta community there because we own houses. We own a few. We can buy more. And I said, so in other words, you want me to go to these people <laughs> that have mortgages and jobs and ask them to quit their jobs, sell their houses, and move uh, 1,200 miles 
to Texas? You know, when you're living in the mountains, you don't want to go to Texas. Texas? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Gosh. You know, I said, can you excuse me for a minute, Maharaj? She said, yeah. No! Okay, I'll think <laughs> So uh, I thought about it, and I said, yeah. All right, let's see what we can do. I'll see if I can get them to move to Dallas. And so I talked to them, and I told them the advantages, and uh, that this was a dream that I'd always had. And I told them the dream, you know, and they said, yeah. We, we want to be part of it, but they thought they would be part of it there. And I said, let's, let's go to Dallas, and uh, let's go check it out. And uh, I said, for now, let's get on a plane and go there and visit Tamal Krishna Marsh. I'll introduce you, and, you know, we'll see the temple. And So I got them to come there, and they looked it over, and they all agreed, so we all moved to Texas. Nobody wanted to go to Dallas. And so now they're having grandchildren that are born in Dallas. That are devotees and that community turned out to be just exactly what TKG and I had figured that it should be you know then the next thing after I got there he said okay I know you don't like management I'm with you on that you know I hate management too but I need you to be temple president <laughs> I really need so I, okay all right temple president yes okay and at the same time work a job full-time job because if you're the temple president and you're working a job then you can still make people who work jobs and give money to the temple instead of taking money for the from the temple and I said sure okay it makes sense and it worked so now you've been, you've been to Dallas you know the Dallas temple um, yeah right I call it Chanjidam. it's surrounded by uh, people who own their own homes they work their own jobs and they help support the temple. They all contribute, you see. So it happened. It was a dream and it came true, you see. So uh, anyway, uh, just by acquiescing to someone that you have faith in and they're looking out for your best interest. Now, is that what I had planned? No, that wasn't what I had planned. You know, I, I was doing well. I was getting so many people at the Sunday Feast in Knoxville, we were making so many devotees. And I, I was convinced this is what Prabhupada wants. So I was convinced. I'm, I'm well situated. But when I thought about it, I thought, there are bigger things than my insignificant life. My life is significant to the degree that I make an offering to Krishna. But my life, my, I mean my life, is so insignificant, and I can, I, you know, I can think, but, but I, you know, we can do the but eyes, you know, and the yabits, yeah, but, uh, but I, uh, you know, and and weasel out of it, you know. If I just started to squirm, he would have said, "That's okay. Maybe this isn't for you. Maybe we'll do this some other time," you know. But I didn't want that to happen. I wanted to make this offering. And I know, we had talked about in 1965 that this is what Prabhupada wants. This is the destination of our movement and we have to get it there because we have people that have joined uh, back in the 60s and early 70s and they're getting to the, to the age where they're going to start having more. We were starting to have more and more kids in the movement at that time. 75. Huh? Yeah. 65. 75. 
us, yes, 1975. You know, we're starting to have more and more children. So uh, it's easy for me, from, from what little vision I had, where we're going. These people are going to need to support these kids. And the temple's budgets can't, can't do that. We can't cash flow families. We can, uh, like in the old Chicago temple, not the one they're at now, but the, the old Evanston temple, uh, the, the men lived up, uh, downstairs and the women lived, lived upstairs, you see. So, and there were, there were people that were married and they associated by passing each other in the hall. Hare right, Krishna, how are you today? Oh, I'm fine. Are you going to a book description? Yeah, okay. I will. Hare go. Good to see you. <laughs> then they start having kids. Are they going to wait for their kids? It's not going to happen. This is not natural. We have to, they have to have a proper setup to have their griha. To do that, they need to fund it themselves. A grihasta uh, needs to fund himself. So we have to change the movement. That was my preaching to him. And he said, you're right. The prophet said, yes, this is right. This is correct. So make it so. Make it happen. So this is my time to put my, uh, what do they call it? Put your money where your mouth is? Or? Yeah. 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 So this is your chance. It's not doing it where you wanted to do it. But it's to do it. And so, uh, looking back, I'm glad I did. And now I go visit places that have trees and mountains, and I think this is just another manifestation of the material energy. I was attached then. And when I come to the, when I come to the desert, I think this is another manifestation of Krishna's energy. It's very beautiful in so many ways. It's so, un, uh, it's so unattractive in so many ways. So, is, so are the mountains and the trees. Very beautiful and so unattractive in so many ways. So if I start, start thinking about what Krishna would like and giving up the I, me, and mine, it becomes very easy. Not only that, along with that, become, you get a tremendous feeling of self-satisfaction. You know, you start to feel, you know, like I'm... I'm I, I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right thing. I'm happy. I'm satisfied. And if I take that philosophy, I can be anywhere. As long as I get the privilege of serving Krishna. As long as I still can be a part of that machine. And it may be sometimes doing things that I don't want to do. It might be in a place that I wouldn't have chose. But I get the privilege of doing it. And I get to associate with People like Mother Sundari. Hare Krishna. So, um, any, any more questions or discussion? I just wanted to say that I think that for the youth of the movement, it's so important that we're able, as Shaika Paul was saying, to associate with the elder devotees and to really study the requests of Prabhupada so that we know how to move forward and really maintain the integrity and the authenticity of this movement and from now into you know the future. That yeah. would be the most you know important part. It's it's important like we were talking in your question. That was a very very important it shows that that's good thinking. You're you're a deep thinker. Do you think in different languages? <laughs> she speaks four languages, you know. 
I wonder if you're thinking. You were thinking Swahili? No, no. Okay. I think in Spanish when I'm in Puerto Rico, but then as soon as I get back, I, I start thinking in English. When you're angry at your husband, do you speak Spanish? So he doesn't know what you're saying? I wish he would. So, yeah, I mean, we need to find the most valuable thing is, it to, is to find some uh, leader to align behind. Someone that you can have a personal, loving relationship with that will engage you in a, in a proper way. That you can say, in other words, that you can have faith that sometimes they may say, Would, well, I'd like you to do this. And you're thinking, that's not what I want. But I really would like to do what you want me to do. You know, I'd like to do that. You see. So, I mean, that's... That's, that's an offering. It's, I get, in other words, instead of me enjoying, I get to be enjoyed. You are going to, or you're going to be pleased because I'm offering a service that you need done. So remember we talk about that? You know, you're not the enjoyer, you're the enjoyed. So it's true, it's real. It's not just a fairy tale that we talk about like Jack and the Beanstalk. You know, there was no Jack, there was no Beanstalk. There was no giant. But it's a funny, it's a fun thing to say. So when we say that you're not the enjoyer, that's the, that's the absolute truth. You're not the enjoyer. You are the enjoyed. So when the when you cause the devotees to enjoy, you feel great enjoyment because you're serving the devotee, which is which is higher, serving Krishna's devotee or serving Krishna, serving the devotee. You know, Krishna is happy. He sees you serving the devotee. He says, oh, this is so sweet of you. You see, this is so wonderful. Thank you so much. I am so endeared to you because of this. You know, like you make some offering to Bill Gates, and he says, you know, I don't need that. But if you do something nice to his children, he's going to think, hey, I like you. My kids are crazy about you. Can you come back over next Wednesday? You know, my kids are crazy about you, you see. So we want to have that uh, relationship uh, with the devotees. So if we can find uh, a leader that we can align with, that will look out for your best interest, and then you can have faith in, you know. And I'm talking about not cautious faith, but I mean faith. You know, faith to where, well, if you're asking me to do it, I know that you've already thought through and thought. He might not like this, or she might not like it, but I, but I really think that they can do this, and it would be good for the temple. And I'm hesitating, but I'm gonna. If it's okay, would you? Of course. You know, of course. You see what I mean? If you can find that, then you can you can work miracles in your devotional life. You see, and it may not manifest the way that you had planned. It may not be the picture that you have. It may be entirely different. It may be in a part of the world that you had never planned. It might, you see. But because you can see that this is Krishna's plan, it becomes really sweet. And you'll end up thinking, when I, when I look at my plan, I think, what was I thinking? Oh, I was thinking about me. And I was kind of wanting Krishna to believe that I was really thinking about him. You know, and you know, dear Prabhupada, I, re I really want to serve you the way I want to. Uh, 
anytime. Oh, anywhere I want to. You know, I've got that reserve. But to be able to say, it's just like, um, you know, the Navy SEALs. You know, if they're assigned some uh, assignment in a climate that they don't like, they don't say, oh, look, sir, yes, sir. You're talking service to Krishna, that's right down my alley. That's what I am. That's what I'm all about. Thank you so much. You see, so uh, we have to be, uh, every devotee should become a high-performance devotee. You know, push it to your limit. Don't break yourself, but push it to the limit. It's like uh, racing a car. You race the engine all, you know, to the red line. You don't blow the engine up, but you race it as far as you can. You, know? you get as most out of it as you can. Max out your ability. Extend yourself. Prabhupada said, take risks for Krishna. Because Krishna says, I will protect you. Take risks. Push it. You know, if you push it a little too far, back off a little bit and then try to see what the max is. You'll be surprised uh, to find that the maximum, your maximum potency keeps increasing. You can, you can, uh, you can become a high-performance devotee, you see. But it takes that S-word, surrender, you see. You've got to throw in that, that surrender. If you don't put that in the recipe, then the... You know, the preparation doesn't come out that well. It's like if you make sweet rice and you don't add sugar. <laughs> you just have rice and milk, you know. So you've got to add that magic ingredient of surrender. And when you do, then you then then it tastes so sweet. It's, it's so nice. You know, and, and everybody benefits. Everything benefits. Our movement is based on, it's built on that. If you look back at ISKCON history, isn't it right? So many people who've sacrificed and pushed it to the maximum, they became high-performance devotees. And then you look at the results, you know, that happened. And, uh, and we're always going to have a field of um, mediocre to good. That's going to be there. But we need as many high-performance devotees as we could possibly have, you see as many as we can possibly have, and we should be trying to train them to, to be high-performance. How do you train somebody to be high-performance? Give them a little bit of a push. You know, always asking a little bit more. With love, you know, it's not that impersonally I'm just trying to exploit you. Because I care for you, I think you can do more. Because I see a value in you. Your people who care for you can see value that you can't see in yourself. You know? That, that, as a matter of fact, there was a thing I saw on the internet that proved that. They, they had um, several people, this was a, a, a speculation by psychologists on the workings of the human mind. And they thought, well, let's do some tests to see if we can prove or disprove this. But we believe that people see you better than you see yourself. Okay? Now, let's, they were working on visuals, not just who you are, but that works too, you see. But visuals, and what they did is they sat people down. Um, there was an artist on one side, and then there's a wall, or you know, like a screen in between, and you would sit on the other side. And you describe yourself 
and the artist would draw a picture based on how you describe yourself, of your, you know, from here up. He would, he would draw this picture, and he was a very expert artist. So you describe yourself. He's not looking at you. He can't see you. So you, he draws that picture, and then he hangs it on the wall. Then they have five people come in that had met you just today and got to spend a few minutes with you. And each of them described you, and he would draw them. And he didn't know which person he would say, describe this person that you want me to draw. And he can't see these people either. They can't see what he's drawing. So amazingly, the, the pictures of you that the five people described look very similar. And they looked much more attractive than the picture that you described of yourself. Well, my nose is big. It's kind of probably a little too big. And I'm, I'm, I'm. the other people said, well, it's a charming face. And I'm, a glint in the eye, things like that. So, yeah, it was amazing. And they showed this. I find these things interesting because if we're preachers, we need to learn how minds work. You know, so um, you may have a picture of yourself, but it's, it's so someone who is, is uh, uh, a qualified leader and, and who's dealing with you on a loving, personal basis they're able to see something in you that you probably don't see yourself. Especially if they're a little bit more advanced in Krishna consciousness, you see. So that's a really good situation. That's a warm and fuzzy situation to be in. You know. So their direction, although it may not seem comfortable at that time, or, uh, and again, if it has the loving, personal, you know, not just I'm going to exploit you, burn you out and then when you go away we're going to replace you with somebody else you know not that but somebody who really cares for you and wants that you to be a part of a community and they're trying to develop you it's amazing i've had it happen to me in iskon i've always had people telling me you know this is really good but but this isn't your potential you're you're much better than this and I'm thinking, what are you talking about? I did, I did this, I did this, and I did this, and I did this. And I'm thinking, that's really great. Who else is doing that? You know, you know how many devotees I made, how many temples I opened, how much books I distributed, how much money I collected? Yeah, so it's better than a lot of people, better than most. But it's nowhere near what you can do. And I know, I know you can do it. All right, Marge, I have faith. I believe you. I don't see it in me, but I'll believe you. And lo and behold, they were right. And I've never had it fail. And I think, wow, how did you know that? Well, they're not looking at, at me the way I'm looking at me. You see. I'm looking at me for my sense gratification and my my own um, my own well-being and my own uh, self-interest. They're not looking at that. They're looking at your potential to serve Guru and Krishna. Which is what I want. I want to reach my potential. So even though it's got sometimes a little bit of a struggle, if we can surrender, then we, we really do. We get there very nicely. You know, so. That's interesting. It just reminds me of Srila Prabhupada's Lila, you know how met a spiritual master first time. Like, well, you're an educated person. Why don't you speak for yourself? Me? 
in a few years, he was thinking, oh, Prabhupada had no plan. <laughs> Do you think Prabhupada wanted to go to America at that point? He never had that. America? Going to London in the wintertime? In New York City, walking around penniless and alone? Not in the plan. But Bhakti Siddhanta, this is a good example. Shiva Bhakti Siddhanta saw him and immediately okay. knew, you can do this. Yeah. Sure. So he ordered him to do it. Sure. Because he could see it right away. He yeah. tasted it. You can do this. So my instruction okay. to you, okay. bam. And Prabhupada acquiesced. Yes. Sure. Yeah, you guys it took him a long time. He had to surrender years, decades, before he could get it together and do it. But he dedicated the rest of his life into preparing to do that. But it wasn't his plan. <laughs> it wasn't his dream. It was his guru's dream. And he got to live his guru's dream. He even tells how he had the plan to run his factory and make money for the mission. Yeah. Shula Bhakti Siddhanta nipped that all at once. Now the ingredient that was there to make that, uh, the main ingredient that was there to make that whole thing su successful was surrender. Shula Bhakti Siddhanta was asking him to do something to give up so much, to take on so much austerity, to endure so much discomfort, you know, to turn his back on all of his plans, everything that his education had led him to, to give it up out of love for Krishna and his guru. Please help me. You can do it. And Prabhupada's like, yes. He surrendered. So the whole thing is proper. The loving, the loving personal relationship and surrender. All right, I think uh, well after eight, we should probably wrap it up. Huh? Yeah, I just want to mention tomorrow we're having a home program at a, one of our friend and go friend's house. We have a beautiful house, and there'll be nice like, here time with um, the sun.